This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending August 19th of 2023, what economists say the Fed will do next, a new record high for U.S. home values, and the cities with the biggest need for new housing. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We begin with the results of a poll among economists on whether the Fed is through with rate hikes. Reuters polled 110 economists for their opinion on what the Fed will do next. 90% of them believe the Fed will keep interest rates right where they are. About 80% don't think we'll see another rate hike for the rest of the year, and a slight majority are anticipating a rate cut by March. Those predictions run contrary to the minutes from the central bank's last policy meeting. The minutes show that the Fed officials are still seeing upside risks that could require further rate hikes. And Fed Chief Jerome Powell said rate hike decisions will be driven by incoming data. The federal funds rate is currently running in a range from 5.25 to 5.5%. That's after a quarter point hike last month. Those rate hikes appear to have succeeded in bringing down inflation, which is now close to 3% from 9%, but the Fed wants to see inflation come down to the 2% level. 83% of the polled economists don't expect to see that until the middle of next year. The Fed will not stop raising rates and certainly won't cut rates until the job market slows down, and that does not appear to be happening yet. The latest weekly jobless report shows that initial claims actually fell 11,000 to a total of 239,000. That's down from a seven-week high of 250,000 for the previous week. However, the number of continuing claims was up 32,000 to a total of 1.7 million. But as reported by MarketWatch, most laid-off workers appear to be finding new jobs right away. High rates are usually a result of a strong economy. The Fed cuts rates when the economy weakens, and clearly that hasn't happened yet, even after 11 rate hikes since last year. Home builders are pumping more new homes into the pipeline as demand increases. Housing starts were up 3.9% for July to an annual pace of 1.45 million. That's up from 1.4 million in June. Single-family construction is leading the way, while multifamily construction is flat. Building permits were also up, but only by 0.1%. Builders are feeling less confident about the market, though. The National Association of Home Builders says their confidence level dropped in August for the first time in eight months. Their biggest concern is a fixed-rate mortgage that's now over 7%. Freddie Mac says the average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was up 13 basis points this past week to 7.09%. The 15-year was up 12 points to 6.46%. Freddie Mac says that mortgage rates are now at the highest averages since 2002. What's causing rates to go up? Mortgage rates are mostly tied to treasury bonds, and the 10-year treasury rose last week in part because the Fed is reducing its balance sheet by selling off its treasuries. With too many treasuries for sale, the yield has to rise to attract investors. Additionally, core inflation didn't drop as much as expected, and rents and home prices continue to climb, in spite of higher rates. U.S. home values are soaring to an all-time high, actually. Redfin says that home values were up 0.4% in June to a record high of $46.8 trillion. That's after a peak last year of $46.6 trillion. Values are rising the most in more affordable markets that are attracting remote workers, 
while they're decreasing in more expensive markets. Austin, Texas, and Oakland, California have suffered the biggest declines in value at 9.6 and 8.7 percent, respectively. Cities like San Francisco and Seattle have also seen big drops in values. Values in Little Rock, Arkansas, went up the most at 8.8 percent, and in Camden, New Jersey, and Milwaukee, values also went up significantly. Lower values in some of those pricey cities are prompting an outcry for lower property taxes. Bloomberg reports that property owners in San Francisco are flooding the county assessor's office with reassessment appeals. Those appeals have reportedly doubled over the last three years since the pandemic, but are expected to surge in the coming weeks before a September 15th deadline. There were almost 2,500 appeals in the year that ended in June. Bloomberg reports that 55% received reductions. The city will have to do some belt tightening because of the reduction in property tax revenue. The city is already facing a $780 million budget deficit through 2025. Bank of America is offering some interesting information about the cities with the biggest need for housing. The analysis looked at real-time migration data and the amount of available housing in various cities. The ones they listed as hot markets include San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, Orlando, and Las Vegas, because they have low housing stock and strong population growth. The warm markets were listed as Tampa and Jacksonville, Florida, because they have more available housing than the hot markets, but are also seeing strong population growth. On the cool side of the housing market, you'll find Los Angeles and Baltimore, because they have low housing stock, but a higher outflow of people. And then there are the cold markets, with high housing stock and a lot of people moving away. Those areas include St. Louis, Detroit, and Miami. Well, that's it for today. We have our 20-year anniversary event coming up at Real Wealth on October 6th and 7th in the Los Angeles area. You can find out about that by going to realwealth.com and click on the Connect tab. I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.